So doing their research can even help them change up how they write and speak to their target audience. And suddenly they're able to connect better with them. Now here's where this is really important and a huge boon to your customers, because this part of the copy phase, it can actually be invaluable to your client's social media strategy, their email marketing, their paid ads, and their content strategy. So don't discount how important it is to help them with it. You're listening to the Digital Masters Growing Your Web Dev Business Podcast. I'm Marisa Vanskyver, aka Captain Coder. I'm a web developer, copywriter, and digital marketing strategist and educator who's been working in the industry since before Facebook business pages even existed. This week, we're going to talk all about writing website copy that sells. And look, I'm going to open by telling you guys that this is the most important thing you can do to improve websites you're building. I'm going to be really harsh. That pretty, modern, clean, user-friendly website you built can only get your clients so far. Those expensive photo shoots they did are fantastic, but the pictures aren't the main thing a customer cares about. And you can build a website that moves at lightning speed, but your client is still not going to win on that alone. It's website copy that takes the site from every day to something that actually stands out and converts. In fact, copy is the single most important aspect of any website. While all of the components of a website, copy, design, code, functionality, accessibility, etc., they all should work together to create a harmonious example of a brand and how awesome they are, but it's the copy that is going to capture the customer. Now, think about it. That picture may be great, but it's the words on the page next to the picture that tells the brand's story, explains how they help their customers, what they do, and invites them to connect with the brand and the business. Now, I get you guys. I'm talking to you guys as web developers and website designers. You're probably not a copywriter, and that is okay. Even if you're having a customer provide a bulk of their copy, you can actually add in a service that improves their provided copy to ensure it's going to connect with their ideal customer and work better for SEO. Personally, how I would work this is I would highly recommend getting a copy doc of copy because you should start with the copy and nail that down before you ever start designing a single thing on the website, dear God. And you need to go through that with your client. So what I do is I produce a copy document, just a Google Doc, of every single page and all of the copy on their current website. And then I start by rewriting that copy. Now, I get it. I have two English degrees. I'm not saying that you guys are all going to want to delve into writing pages and pages of website copy. But you can go through and with your client's provided copy, whether you're pulling it from their current website or you're asking them for pieces that you know you're going to need, you can edit it with the five steps I'm about to outline for you. Now, keep in mind, if you don't already write copy for your clients now, you can sell this as an add-on. So your normal website package can have a little boost of revenue or you can just increase the price of your websites to reflect the work you're going to do to improve their copy. And these steps are something I teach my own clients how to do. So you don't have to be a master copywriter to produce copy that sells. Okay, are you guys ready? Let's get started. Now first, you're gonna focus on the problems the brand solves, not 
its service and features. And you'll probably recognize this if you see this, but think about it. People don't really care if you offer this item over that item. If the business is really technical, your target audience may not even really understand why the service or product your client offers is so much better than their competitor. But what they will understand is how the business solves their personal problem. And that's really all we care about. So in that document of copy, you want to make sure that you're using headlines that answers the pain point this business solve. So are you focusing on the benefit of working with your client rather than the features of the services they offer with their product or service? Go through the body of the text as well and make sure you're highlighting the solutions the clients receive from the services the business offers. Now, this is all kind of technical, so let's break it down. Most of my clients, for instance, don't really care that I build custom WordPress websites with contact forms, blogs, and five main pages. What they do care about is that I build them WordPress websites that they can update themselves without ever touching a line of code. They also care that I, the website I build them will always deliver their contact forms without any issues and that the website expresses their main services and parts of their brand story and it communicates who they are and how they help. So I want you to go through and look through that full copy document, tweak things to ensure that you're communicating the problem the brand solves and less on how they solve that problem. Because really, honestly, most people do not care. They just want to be fixed. Now, number two, and this one's really important for not only making sure that you're connecting with your target audience, but also it's a huge thing to benefit and boost on-page SEO. You want to write in the target market's language. Now, this one feels really logical, but it's actually incredibly hard to do, even for me, and I have been doing this for a very long time. So you have to remember that the target market speaks a different version of English than your client does. The target market is going to have terms and jargon that they use for the problems they have that do not align with your client's technical jargon. Now, when you're working with a client directly, they're going to tell you, hey, you know, and they're going to write in their copy, this is what we do, this is what we solve, these are the pain points, whatever, but they're they're potentially going to be wrong about that because... They're going to look at this and I, you know, especially with people who have a very technical industry, they're going to be focused on the terminology that their industry uses. So instead, you want to do some research and this can only take an hour or two, but it is a really important hour or two. So you want to focus on social media, message boards and communities. Start there. See how the target audience is talking about what their pain points are. Now, I personally, I'm in a couple of Facebook groups not to sell to the members, although I have in the past, but because most of the people in those groups are actually my ideal audience, I get to read all of the time what they find difficult in marketing, how they talk about it, and believe me, the terms they are using are decidedly not the ones that I do. I just had a conversation with a client today about you know, how a webmaster is different from a web developer and is webmaster still even the correct terminology. So just something to keep in mind that people are talking about things totally differently to how we're talking about things. 
she she felt a little embarrassed when I told her, I don't think anybody uses the term webmaster anymore, but I kind of still like it because it makes me feel special. Um, and that's actually why this podcast is Digital Masters, because we want to become masters of all things digital, like we were of the web. I digress. Now, remember... <laughs> Just like I am, remember that your customer is the expert in the industry, in the service that they're providing for their client. That can get really hard for them because what happens is they get deep into their own world and they forget how their target audience actually talks and what terminology they're going to use to search for something. Now, as an outsider, it's actually easier for you to break down those differences and help your client understand their target audience even better because you're not connected to it the same way they are. So doing their research can even help them change up how they write and speak to their target audience. And suddenly they're able to connect better with them. Now, here's where this is really important and a huge boon to your customers because this part of the copy phase, it can actually be invaluable to your client's social media strategy, their email marketing, their paid ads, and their content strategy. So don't discount how important it is to help them with it. And pro tip, this same research is great for finding hashtags that they might want to use on Instagram and TikTok. So you can do with this one step, you can roll in a myriad of services and really bundle it and sell it in a way that is beneficial for you and the client. Now, once you've done the research and you've got kind of, you've gone through the headlines and everything else, and you're making sure that you're focusing on the problems you solve and the benefits you provide, then you have to go back through everything. I know writing is fantastic and great because a brand is not just a logo and a couple of colors. You want to keep a consistent brand voice or tone in the writing throughout all of it. The company's voice in all of their website copies, social media posts, video scripts, even how they engage with their audience and how people feel when they work with a company. That's all part of the brand. So for instance, for me, um, now on this podcast, I have a much more professional voice. I don't actually know how to turn this voice off. I don't technically talk like this in a normal conversation. Uh, I talk a lot faster, actually. Um, but I slow down for you guys. You're welcome, I think. Um, I have a slightly sarcastic tone, though, with most everything that I write for myself. In fact, I find it hard to get rid of it in my writing for my company because it's just my personality and people need to know that before they work with me. Now, I mix that sarcasm in with a more casual approach. I'm not very formal. Um, and I try to avoid using a lot of tech speak and aim for that more conversational tone overall. I really want to reach my target audience where they are, and that is consistent in my brand voice. So part of a branding guide should be the brand voice. And if they don't have that, I often find that the true brand voice comes out more naturally in social media posts than anywhere else. Those are more off the cuff. Even the social media responses, comments back and things like that. Think of Wendy's on Twitter. We think of that as their brand voice more than anything else that they do on commercials or any other marketing because it is such a strong voice. So go through your client's social and then go back through their copy document and see if that's consistent. Now, if it's not, tweak it. 
get it there. You want that copy document to really reflect what's going on outside of the website. The Content Marketing Institute actually has a great brand voice exercise that I love that you can go through and I've linked that in the show notes for today. So once you have that all laid out, you can go back and make changes throughout the copy document to fit and then remind your client and even add a brand voice piece to their branding guide if you're creating that as well, that it should stay consistent across social media and content marketing efforts like their blogs. Um, And you know, give them those pieces to start with so they know how to keep that brand voice consistent after you build their website. Now, number four, our next step, this is going to require some work on your client's part. And it's a little bit of back and forth, depending on the age of the business. But you have to include social proof to back up your claims. So you want to share reviews, testimonials, client success stories, results, portfolio examples, anything really that shows what your client does actually helps the person they're claiming it helps. Now you can share excellent insights and look like you have the best product out there, but without some kind of third party proof to back that up, your sell is harder. It's not impossible, it's just harder. The target market will dictate a little bit what you should be using as social proof, but the best thing to do is to have your client ask a few happy customers for their thoughts. Now, granted, if your client already has an active Facebook and Google My Business, for instance, and have reviews listed there, you can pull from those reviews and use them on a website because they're already publicly listed. If you've got clients who don't really solicit for reviews, I've actually had a client once tell us a story. So we sat there in the copy interview, told us a story of how they helped a customer and had us write the review draft then they sent their customer this review and actually asked them like, hey, do you have any changes? Is this okay that we say that we say that you said this? It worked a lot better for his busy, large business owner type of clientele, helped him mix in the results that he knew he needed, had to provide. And you know what? Not a single one of his clients told him he couldn't do that. They were all thrilled that he had pre-written most of the testimonial. Most of them tweaked it a little bit to add even more awesome things about him. Now, if your client's business is a brand new business, they've had zero clients, how do you start with social proof when there really isn't any social proof? Now, look, your client can do a few things. Now, This kind of gets into an ethical gray area, so you want to be very careful about how you approach this. Now, they can ask a colleague or a friend in their target market to review their product or their service. So you can do a freebie for a review as long as they're actually using the service. Make sure that they've actually experienced your client's business in some way. Or just have them endorse your client's character. Now that can be really good for somebody who is a coach um, and works one-on-one with clients. Have them have a colleague or a former employer endorse their character and their work ethic. And those can be good to start with. And then you can replace those as your client makes sales. Just remind them to ask their first few sales for feedback on their process. Now, lastly, and this one's actually kind of important. It's actually one of the most important pieces of this entire thing. You want to make the copy scannable. And I'm going to tell you why. No one wants to land on a website and read a novel. 
And yes, I understand that when you go to my blog on either cappedcoder.com or captainofthecoders.com where these podcasts are hosted, that you will read a novel in every blog post, but that is beside the point. Do as I say, not as I do, okay? So you want to introduce sections of your copy with clear, concise headlines. You want to keep paragraphs short, include bullet points and lists to break up the text, and you want to add sections of bolded text, and you want to make the important pieces stand out. Now, if you go to my blog this week at captainofthecoders.com, you'll see I bolded all over this article. Honestly, your website copy, I, I use this analogy a lot, but it's, it's like a college textbook. No one is ever going to read every single line of that damn thing. They're going to skim it. You want to just make sure that when they skim the copy, they're getting the important pieces. You also kind of, and I hate saying this because 10 years ago I would have never said this, but you do want to approach copy like a journalist would or Hemingway. Use as few words as you can and keep sentences brief and to the point. We have lost so much of the attention span in today's world that you really have to get out your message as quickly as you can. Fun fact, I actually told my students last semester that they could skim their first assigned chapter of their textbook. Um, Am I a terrible teacher or am I realistic? Because I knew they were going to do that anyway. Now, when you have all of these five steps and you put them together, you get a website that is 100% easier to read, digest, and it answers your customers' questions. That means they're more likely to buy from your client and keep buying from them. And really, when you have a happy client because they're getting the sales they want, isn't that what you want? Now, another cool thing, and I talked about this a little bit in step two and using the target market's language But writing good copy and improving that means your improved SEO will follow. Google really, honestly, honest to God, they're not trying to trick anybody. They're not trying to game the system or anything. They really just want to ensure you're answering their clients' questions. Do you have the search result that that person is looking for? Do you have the right answer? If you're using your customer's terminology, your target market's terminology, Those are your target keywords and key phrases. Making copies skimmable means that your browsers are moving through your site easier, easier flow, they're reading more, and it's gonna give you a better click-through rate and lower bounce rates. Now, especially with constant updates in Google's algorithms, if you just focus on providing good copy, I promise good search results will follow. I'd love for you guys to implement these changes on your own websites and see the results that you can get. But more, I want to hear about it. So go through these five steps with your own copy or with the clients and tell me how it's improved and how much better it is on Instagram at Digital Masters Podcast. Now, I want to thank you guys all for tuning into our show this week. If you want to catch more Digital Masters, you can subscribe to our podcast on your favorite podcast app or visit us at digitalmasterspodcast.com.